Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real for real people in real life. Okay, the first thing that I, I, I want Jim to talk about is, is just the, the basic um, conversation about apologetics. Uh, it's not apologizing to someone like many people think. Apologetics is actually um, uh, probably one of the most important conversations. Would you agree with that? Yeah, especially for unbelievers. Yeah, mm-hmm. you bet. Well, even for believers because of the attacks uh, against Scripture and against the truth of whether those, the events really happened or not. Mm-hmm. So if I've never been around the apologetics conversation, uh, what is it? Well, the word apologetics comes from the word apologia, mm-hmm. uh, and it comes from uh, the Scriptures where, Paul, or, excuse me, where Peter says, be ready to give a defense or a, uh, an answer for the hope that you have within mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And so that word apologia means a defense. Give the reasons for the hope that you have. Mm-hmm. Give a defense. And so the concept of apologetics is, is, I mean, for us, it's just evidence for why we believe the Bible to be true, mm-hmm. why we believe Jesus really is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. So there's a confidence uh, that we're actually, as believers, that we're actually, in, in some ways, uh, in being obedient to God. We should be confident in uh, not only uh, who God is, but how we might even articulate that to other people as well. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that just have always believed in God, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's great that you do, that you were taught that, that you never questioned that. But there's a whole lot of people that have been indoctrinated mm-hmm. that there's no God. Mm-hmm. So what's your belief, reason for believing in God? It's merely since you always have. And even if you always have, how do you know that, the, that Christianity, the Bible, represents that God? And so there's a lot of people that, you know, went to church as they were young and went to church camp and sang Kumbaya, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how they became a Christian and never questioned it. Yep. But if you're going to interact with this world, um, they, that's not good enough for them. They would say, as I did, you know, you're a Christian because you were brought up Christian, not mm-hmm. because it's true. You're a Buddhist because you're brought up Buddhist. Merely because you were brought up some, in something doesn't make it true. Like, like most uh, people on the planet, they wouldn't go merely because a jihadist was brought up in a jihadist family. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean that what they believe is true or right. Yeah. And uh, we would say no, or somebody's prejudice, you know, because their family was prejudiced. No, there's a truth uh, that we, it's either, it's either true that, that races are better or worse based on color, or it's not true. Mm-hmm. Merely because you believe it doesn't make it true. Yeah. And so the world doesn't buy much of what we believe mm-hmm. because, in, first, they've been indoctrinated to believe it's not true mm-hmm. based on false information. But secondly, because Christians themselves typically can't defend their answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was a non believer, I would ask questions and they would go, well, let me show you what it says in the Bible. And I'd go, why are you opening the Bible? I don't believe that to be true. Mm -hmm. You can't use the Bible against somebody who doesn't believe the Bible's true. First, you have to back up a step and go, is it true? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, historically true, accurate. Then I can go, all right, now you can point to to what Jesus said there. So do this for me because... um, uh, some of these guys that are watching are going to know a little bit about your background, but the apologetics 
conversation played a huge role in you coming to the faith and even you ending up coming to Post Falls and planning a church and, and Real Life Ministries being here today. So go back and uh, give us a summary of uh, before you were a believer and, and then you became a believer. In that journey, what role did apologetics play? Well, I was a pastor's kid first, mm -hmm. and the church was a tough place to be as a pastor's kid. I didn't see... I, I, there's a time when you don't listen to your dad anymore and you start looking around. And I used to think, okay, my dad is the only one who believes any of this stuff. These other mm -hmm. people at church don't. Because I'd go to their house with their kids or work for them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Different language, different way of living at church versus in the world. Sure. And I'd go, okay, this isn't true. Uh, or I'm not sure it's true. And then I went to college and they attacked um, creationism. Mm -hmm. They attacked whether there's a God or not. Yep. They introduced the concept of evolution and how it supposedly confirms that that were random accidental processes. Mm -hmm. And so because of my negative uh, experience, I was set up, so to speak, for what they had to say. Mm -hmm. And and so uh, I, my first um, stage was I didn't believe in God. Mm -hmm. And how, how old were you at that? When was this? Uh, 19, 20, 21. Okay. And my father then started sending me uh, books by theists, uh, by, by, it might have not even been Christian, but it was scientists who believed in God and they had scientific reasons for it, mm -hmm. which I'm like, come on. When, when my dad told me there are scientists who believe in God, I'm like, no, they don't. that's an oxymoron. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And because uh, my experience with scientists was in all the reading and stuff, they didn't. Yep. Then I realized they did. Now, now I started to look at what were their reasons for that. And so I went from there is no God through apologetics, mm -hmm. evidences for a God, to believe there was, there was a God. But I wasn't convinced that there was the Christian God. Then I was like, okay, there's a God, which one? Mm -hmm. And at that point, my dad introduced me to um, a guy named Josh McDowell, who was a professor history guy mm -hmm. who didn't believe in God, tried to disprove the Bible on historical grounds, mm -hmm. and came to the conclusion, this is true. Mm -hmm. And so what was interesting about his stuff was he, he actually said, I'm going to prove or disprove a religious book based on history, mm -hmm. real criteria. Now, at the point, I didn't care whether he was Christian or not. I just was convinced Christianity mm -hmm. wasn't it. And he was taking the feelings. He's, he's, he's going, I'm going to take the feelings, the emotion, the preconceive, all that out yep. of it. I just want the hard facts. Well, yeah, and he was actually not a believer trying to disprove yep. Christianity mm -hmm. based on a set criteria that historians use. Gotcha. And in so doing, he became a Christian. Mm -hmm. But at that point, I went, well, that's a good idea. If these, these books, all these books, the Bhagavad Gita, the Koran, mm -hmm. the Book of Mormon, Christianity, they all have a book mm -hmm. that they claim is true. Therefore, I can, I can test that historically. Nobody would accept that just because a book is old means it's true. Right. And there were criteria by which you decided whether something was historical or not, mm. you know, whether it was Suetonius or Homer's Iliad, mm -hmm. or there were criteria. And so I went, all right, I'm going to study. And I, I first wanted to study Buddhism. Yep. I studied Islam. I studied Mormonism. And my dad just kept saying, you haven't studied Christianity yet. And I'm like, I already know that isn't true. And, he, and we got into a big fight. And So I said, all right, I'm going to prove it's not true. And so I took the criteria. And just as Josh had done, I, I came to the conclusion, oh, my goodness, it's true. This Jesus really is a historical figure. This isn't just something somebody taught me mm -hmm. that everybody, like a mythology, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's actual evidence 
that he was the Son of God, that he did miracles. I didn't even need the Bible to prove these facts. Yep. Just historical facts outside of the Bible verified mm -hmm. the Bible, which then gave credence to the Bible. Mm -hmm. So it went, okay, is this guy really a character? Is he true? Did he do these things? Once I came to the conclusion that these other facts verified what the Bible had to say, now I was interested mm -hmm. in what the Bible actually said. Mm -hmm. Now, not with, you don't have to do this with everybody because they didn't start where I started. Sure. Yep. Some people just believe in God, so you don't have to do the evidence, is, is there a God? But then you would go, which God? Now, how do we study to figure out which God? Mm -hmm. and, and again, I wouldn't say that everybody needs to, is built the same way, has sure. the same giftings or interests that I had. So not everybody has to understand it at the same level, but understand that the people that you're dealing with may have these questions. So... To have a basic understanding of apologetics, which mm -hmm. we're trying to do in this class, yep. would be helpful. But also to have resources that you have prepared in your mind, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a list of books in, uh, that you would suggest mm -hmm. at each level in, in your Bible that you can say, hey, I got a book I'd like you to read. Now, your life and how an understanding of the general discussion and living out your faith will, will hopefully open the door to them at least reading those books. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, um, again, your lifestyle opens or shuts the door to mm -hmm. what you believe. Yeah. But, but, but also, um, not oversimplifying things. Understanding the arguments helps you understand why people are where they are. Mm -hmm. So just like you would say, hey, uh, I would like you to understand what I believe, you need to understand a little bit about where they're coming from, yep. what they're being told, so that you know how to answer the arguments. Ultimately... Um, you may not understand the facts and the experiences that they've had, but the biggest thing you can say is, Jesus changed my life. Yep. He, I believe He's Lord and Savior. I have an experience, a relationship with mm -hmm. Him. One of the things I'll tell people is, you know, when you tell me there's no God, it'd be like me saying, or like you saying to me, if somebody walked up to me right now and mm -hmm. said, hey, that guy you're, you're having a conversation with in the coffee shop, he doesn't exist. He doesn't exist, yeah. And I'd, I'd look at him and go, yeah, he does. I have a relationship with him. When somebody says there's no God, you're, you're talking about somebody I have a personal relationship mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And that's really important because, and part of the reason that we're even doing this class, uh, oftentimes it seems like um, apologetics it gets put into the category of it's just a lot of information. Yeah. And I really don't need it. Like, I, I don't need the historical. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need to know um, about some of the other writings that would affirm that Jesus actually existed and actually did miracles and actually... But in reality, uh, it's not just more head knowledge. It, it can be if, it's, if it becomes an idol, but it, it should actually lead to a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. You know, I would say this, though. When people say that to me, mm -hmm. I, I already believe... What do I need to know this mm -hmm. information for? Yep. They haven't been discipled very well. Mm. Because our job isn't just to believe something for ourselves. Right. We're supposed to reach the world. We're supposed, mm. to, we're supposed to help other people come to know Jesus Christ. So yes, we want people to understand apologetics so that they can have a firm foundation. Mm -hmm. Some of our parents, they believe in Jesus. But if you understand what the world's doing to kids, you need to have your kids ready. Yeah, that's good. Because they're going to be attacked. But not only are they going to be attacked and you want them to be able to defend their faith, they're supposed to be offensive weapons for the Lord Jesus Christ mm -hmm. to be able to share why they believe their faith mm -hmm. with their friends that are being indoctrinated in homes, in schools, in the, in the culture, in the media. Mm -hmm. 
Our job is to go on the offensive. It's yeah. a weapon. Apologetics isn't just a defense. It's a weapon yep. against the enemy. That's really good. So let's shift gears a little bit. Um, <clears throat> uh, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you would say apologetics is a very important conversation. Especially in the culture with what they're doing to our kids in the college and the media. Absolutely. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. And, you know, we've got uh, what culture, where culture is going in colleges and things like that. Um, take a minute and talk about some of the things that you're seeing when it comes to the, the, the conversation about truth. Absolute truth, relative truth. Uh, what we see in our culture today, what are some of the things that you see that are maybe coming down the pipe that are going to impact our kids that are in colleges or our Well, yeah, there's, or... there's several different kinds of apologetics. There's historical apologetics, mm -hmm. meaning like um, evidence for the Bible being historically reliable. There's scientific apologetics, meaning um, that there is a God and then what kind of God mm -hmm. He is. Um, there's philosophical apologetics, mm -hmm. which deals with the, the, more of the concept of truth, yep. objective truth versus subjective mm -hmm. truth, uh, laws of non-contradiction. There's this, there's this uh, belief system that says what's true for you is true for you mm -hmm. and what's true for me is true for me. Law of non-contradiction says that both two ap absolutely opposite things mm -hmm. cannot be uh, true. And so... There's so many people believing in nonsense, mm -hmm. and much like if uh, there are scientific laws uh, it, that, that govern the universe, like gravity, mm -hmm. right? If I deny scientific law, it can lead to a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. If it could lead to a pain in my life, it could be lead to a pain in the lives of people that I would teach that, yep. that it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens if you don't believe gravity exists. And, and other things. What happens if you don't believe that the yeah. sun can burn your skin mm -hmm. if you're in it too long? Mm -hmm. You know, things that have to do with natural law. Mm -hmm. The same God who created natural law created spiritual mm -hmm. and moral law. All right. So, so if I say sin doesn't cost, mm -hmm. if I say I get to decide what's true and what's not true spiritually, mm -hmm. There's a, there's a huge cost to that. Not only, if there is a theistic God, not only are you in direct disagreement with the one who created the universe and makes the judgments, yeah. you're also, um, if that God uh, created laws, just as, they, as there are laws physically and He wants you to know them so you're safe, there are laws spiritually, He wants you to know them uh, so that you're safe and mm -hmm. others are safe from you. If you deny those things, it's painful to you and to the people around you. Mm -hmm. Uh, it hurts you. And the same God that created natural law is the God who wants us to understand spiritual law. Yeah. And so this whole concept of what's true and what's not true, uh, it really gets to the heart of, does if, if there is a theistic God, does He have the right to determine law? Yeah. And, and, and if you say no, well now, if there is a theistic God, and he explains who he is. Mm -hmm. There's a judgment attached to that, mm -hmm. whether I like it or not. Whether you like it or not. So I can stand on top a, of a building and say, yeah. I, I no longer believe in gravity. Right. If I jump off the building just because I don't believe in gravity, doesn't mean that gravity no longer exists. Right. And there is subjective law, sure, or subjective truth. Mm -hmm. I like ice cream, mm -hmm. chocolate. You might like vanilla. Yep. Okay. Then there's objective truth. Um, murder is not okay. 
right? It, there's, there's a, a lawgiver outside of our senses, outside of our control mm -hmm. that gets to determine certain things. Yep. And, and um, you know, uh, objective truth is gravity exists. Mm -hmm. Objective truth is there's a God who doesn't like your behavior or he does. Mm -hmm. And there's a judge who's going to judge it. Mm -hmm. And so um, when you start to um, mix up subjective truth and objective truth, it leads to chaos. Mm -hmm. When you, get, you decide that you get to decide objective truth as well as subjective truth, mm -hmm. now there's a big problem and there are consequences to that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make any sense, you know. If, if, if it's like a painting, okay, if you can tell something about the painter based on the painting, mm -hmm. you can tell something about the creator based on the creation. Mm -hmm. The same God who created objective truth physically, if you can see that around you, then why wouldn't he have created objective truth mm -hmm. spiritually? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is we're trying to get people to think clearly yeah. and to help them help their families in this world on the attack. They're not just waiting. You know, it used to be okay to have spiritual beliefs. Now it's hate speech, depending on what mm -hmm. we're talking about. They're on the attack. They're trying to convince your children, mm -hmm. your friends, that God doesn't exist. They're not, they're not okay. You know, they say what's true for you is true for you, and what's true for me is true for me, until you're a Christian. Yeah. All right? So they're not just going to let you go. Hmm. And so are you ready to be able to defend, even if it means I'm unpopular and I'm, 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 everybody doesn't like what I believe, what's true, what isn't true? And, I'm, and not only do I understand the truth, but am I courageous character-wise mm -hmm. enough to stand on the truth? And am I wise enough to do it in the right way? In other words, yeah. I, don't want, mm -hmm. I want them to be courageous but wise. I don't want them to do stupid things that they don't have to do, mm -hmm. but I also don't want them to be controlled by fear. Yeah. So there's, there's not just an understanding of the truth, but there's wisdom as to how to use the mm -hmm. truth. And so, again, a lot of times we'll teach apologetics and evidence, but then the character of the person and the heart of the person is, let's, I've given them a tool to go out and fight and get bloodied with and bloody other people with because they're, they're going to be right. And, you know, the heart of God is to say, seek and to save. He loves. Mm. So how do we use the truth is an important part of this too. What do you think um, for our, our kids that are going to be heading off to college or maybe they're already in college and for our parents that have kids that are going to be experiencing college, um, in, the, in secular colleges especially, what, what are some of the main attacks that they're going to experience? What are a couple of the things that come to mind that, that professors might go after immediately? Well, they're going to say, uh, you know, in my first class was a biology class in college, mm -hmm. and I'll never forget the, the professor. This was 30 years ago asked how many people in the classroom believed that, that God created the earth in six literal days and on the seventh mm -hmm. he rested and uh, you believe in cre and then he, he clarified you believe in creationism and some kids raised their hand I was one of them at that point because mm -hmm. even though I didn't really like the church or I'd been raised in it I, 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 I was vulnerable to losing my faith but I had been brought up Christian so I was like yeah yeah and he, I'll never forget what he said. He said, I want you to know you've been taught by uneducated people and we're here to educate you. Um, you know, you got to understand that they're going to say that the world is a closed system. The universe is a closed mm -hmm. system. There's nothing outside of it. Yep. And it, your accidental random processes, you're, you're just a more highly developed uh, animal. And so then if that's true, Genesis is false. Mm -hmm. 
everything that refers to Genesis from Jesus to the rest of, you know, falls. Yeah, it all falls apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're an animal, um, it, the only right and wrong is that which society decides that it is. Mm -hmm. And that's always changing. Yeah. And, you know, I always tell people, if you tell people that they're just more highly developed animals, there is no absolute right and wrong. Yep. And there is no hell. There is no eternity. There, then why? If we kill deer, why would we kill people? Yeah, survival it, of the fittest. Why yeah, not? Why not? It, you know, it's all about what makes me happy, yep. and um, it it has moral uh, and behavioral ramifications. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be taught that. They're going to attack the Bible um, psychologically in your psychology classes. You're going to be taught that the Bible brings shame. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible doesn't free you up to be who you really want to be. Um, you know, they'll talk about uh, religion as a crutch and only broken people need it. They'll talk about Christianity and sociology, that, that Christianity is responsible for the woes of, in, in society. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll, they'll attack at, at, at every level in, you know, in anthropology, again, back to Neanderthal man and all the different steps. And, and you know, the, they, they attack the concept of God at every level. Now, what they, they, they'll, they'll, They'll make some accommodations in it this way. They'll say, um, don't take Christianity too seriously. If it makes you feel good, fine. Mm -hmm. But but th then they'll talk about science is science and faith is faith. Mm -hmm. You can believe whatever you want if it makes you happy. It doesn't, but, uh, um, the, you know, and so, and, and they'll have thought they built this case to disprove that there is a God. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll talk about... Uh, you know, they'll use portions of the Old Testament out of context to say that, you know, Christianity isn't moral, mm -hmm. that God is a, you know, um, an egotistical, maniacal, mm -hmm. you know, they'll, they'll, they'll make all kinds of claims based on, mm -hmm. on the Old Testament taking Scripture out of context. And again, it's just an onslaught. Yeah. And then you've got, um, you know, the peers, and as always, the peers... Are going to be the ones who then reinforce that. There's the social pressure. There's not just the educational, you know, uh, pressure. There's the social pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, you, you, you'll 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 be hanging out with people that reinforce certain behaviors, and you know, so it, the peer pressure, the educational pressure. Pretty soon, if you have Christian beliefs, you are you keep it quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, or you just lose it, yeah. and you're alone. Mm -hmm. And you start to go, Am, I'm crazy mm -hmm. if I believe this, because yeah. no one else in the whole wide world, all these educated people that my parents mm -hmm. sent me here to get educated yep. by. Yeah. I, must be, I must be wrong, or maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I misunderstood. Maybe... Or my parents, mm -hmm. they're just backwards folks that don't know what we know now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, if you're not mm -hmm. aware of what's going to happen, I tell people all the time, so you're going to spend all that money going to all that debt. You're going to, you know, the, the sports people, I hang out with them a lot. You're going to go do camps all summer long, take them to tournaments all over the world so they can get a scholarship so you, but, and, and so that you can hand your kids over to a school that's going to teach them a complete opposite yep. of what you actually believe in your life. So while you're doing the sports, you're too busy to have your kid in youth group. You're too busy to actually teach your kid these things. Because every weekend's busy, you know. So you're going to, you're, you're given... You're, you're chasing the scholarship mm -hmm. so that they could be taught that everything you believe is false. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And then you're going to someday, you know, I have this happen all the time. My kid came over for Christmas and we were sitting at the table and, and he told me he didn't believe in God. And he told me that, that Christianity is filled with bigotry and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going, what, what, what? And I'm like, it's just a natural result of yep. what you got your kid ready for. Yep. What you thought was most important. Yeah, it's, it's so incredibly important. What about the, the individual, let's say, who's, who's watching this right now, and they're thinking to themselves, I don't have a, I'm not a college kid. I don't have a kid in college. I'm 50, 60 years old. Uh, I'm getting ready to retire maybe. So this really isn't for me. What would you say to that individual? Well, again, I would say uh, if you're a part of the church family, mm -hmm. you may not have kids. Maybe you have grandkids. Are they going to be taught this stuff? Yeah. What influence are you going to have? What if you don't have any kids at all? Are there kids in the church? Are there parents in the church that don't know how to do with this, how to deal with this? Again, it comes down to, we're not just trying to go. Well, I believe this, so I don't need to be taught that. Mm -hmm. What about everybody else? If we're a church family, how do I go on the offense to get to get kids ready? Uh, you know, the parents are so busy. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it is hard to be a parent. Yeah. What if we had people that said, hey, let me take that kid hunting, and as I go hunting, I explain to them my testimony, and I start to answer some of these questions. I build relationships so that when they go to college, there's somebody they can call and go, they said this in class. Mm -hmm. See, again, um, people go, they, they kind of have this self-centered mindset of, I believe what I believe, and I don't need to. Mm -hmm. What about everybody else? We're mm -hmm. not defensive only. Yeah. We're on the attack. Yeah, We're a church if, family. What about the person at the grocery store that has the question about, you know, um, the existence of God? What about the person at the gym? What about the, yeah, we're surrounded by We're surrounded by people that have been, mm -hmm. have been given this information. If our job is to go into the world and make mm -hmm. disciples, mm -hmm. and we know that's one of the questions they had, you know, yeah. then shouldn't we be prepared with some some answers and some thought in all of that instead of just looking at Fox News and being really upset that the world's screwed up and pointing at it, shouldn't we go, you know what? I, I, God can use me. Yeah. And we live in a, in a world today where information travels so incredibly quick. It's ridiculous. And so you, somebody could come to, to me and say, um, man, I'm really struggling with the, the idea that there is this God that exists, that knows me, that wants to know me, that wants to have a relationship, and sending them to Google to find the answer isn't good enough. Sending them to um, some, a, a random individual who you know, is going to give them false information, that's not good enough anymore. And so what I hear you saying is it's becoming more and more and more important that I understand and I'm confident and I'm able to present in love with grace why I believe what I believe. Yeah, the hardest thing right now is if you Google something, yeah. you'll you'll there'll be a list of uh, you know headings, and there'll be both sides of the argument there, yep. right? But you'll also have, um, you know, we we all would accept there's fake news. Hmm. Fake news is to put together facts, uh, limited, you know, with one-sided arguments, uh, kind of shading and putting together propaganda for a purpose, mm -hmm. Yep. right? We exist. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you, you think the other side is, is working with fake news, mm -hmm. creating fake news because they have an agenda. Mm -hmm. You don't know those guys, uh, you know, who are writing those things on, on the Internet. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we try to put together a, a list of books of people that actually 
have expertise in the subject. A lot of people go, well, since there's so many arguments on both sides of the issue, there must not be a truth. Yeah. That's lazy. So why should I even care? Why yep. should I care? I don't even know what to believe because mm -hmm. I've heard both things. Yep. Well, that's, that's laziness, and, and here's the deal. If this subject is the most important subject in eternity, because if Jesus really is the mm -hmm. one and only Son of God, the way, the truth, and the life, if there's really a heaven and hell, as the Bible says there mm -hmm. is, figuring out whether that's true or not yeah. is super important. And being careful who you get information from. You know, and, and again, um, one of the things that I want to know is the character of a person. Yeah. Like I've seen read stuff on the internet from certain people, you know, that I actually know, mm -hmm. and then I've seen their life. And I've gone, you know, you may have some information, but I, the, by the way you live, I'm not sure whether you had an agenda when you came. You know, so there's, there's mm -hmm. a connection of, of who they are in real life, not yeah. just what they say on the Internet. Yeah, does what they say they believe actually match the way that they live their life? Yeah, yeah. because mm -hmm. if you have a... If, if, that's why it's so important that who you are and the way you live your life brings credence to what you say. Yeah. And those two things go together. But I would just say there's some good stuff on the Internet. There's some good commentaries. There's some bad ones. Yeah. There's, there's good theology. There's bad theology. And, um, you know, uh, I would just say this. And my dad challenged me on this. He said, Jim, you don't really want to know. Because we had these conversations, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go check. Uh, and I just assumed it wasn't true because I was brought up in it. Mm -hmm. He said, Jim, you're, you're a coward. You, you haven't gone to look for answers. You just listen to what you heard. And there really is facts. And he challenged me, and sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes they don't want to hear it. They yep. don't want to do it. Yep. Remember, there's God's part, my part, their part. I'm to be ready with an answer. I'm not responsible for whether they listen or not or read it or mm -hmm. not. I can't tell you how many books I've given out, how many times I've talked about this. And a lot of times people are like, I don't care and I don't want to know. Yep. But that's not on you. That's not on me. Yep. At some point, it has I have to family be members that I've talked through this, and they have decided they believe what they believe. Their hearts are so hardened. So I pray for them, mm -hmm. you know, and I do the best I can. Uh, but I'm not responsible for their salvation. That's Jesus' job and their job. Yep. God's not going to make them. And if they won't listen, that's up to them. But there's a lot of people out there who would yeah. if we were kind wise and prepared. Thank you for joining us on the Real Life Discipleship Podcast where we want you to remember discipleship is simple, it's just not easy.